1: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hi all. Danny here. Thanks to all of you going out and voting for us. We're so happy to say that we've been nominated for best podcast in the football league category at the football content awards. Now we'd absolutely love it if you could help us to take home the crown by voting for us once again over at footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and by tweeting the following sentence. I am voting for at cobblers to me in the at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast. That's I am voting for at cobblers to me in the at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best podcast. Thank you so, so much for all you've done to make this happen. And please do go over to make your final vote. That's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers To Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to look ahead to this weekend's trip to the county ground to take on Swindon Town. Before we do that please do go back and check out this week's Tuesday podcast if you haven't already. We've had a great response to it so far as we cover the Stockport win and all the fallout from the Open Forum amongst many other things all packed into a tight hour for you so please do go back and give that a listen if you haven't already with Charles away this week I'm just going to get straight into it with our guest we've got a lot to talk about so please welcome to the It's All Cobblers To Me preview show Rich Pullen from the Loathed Stranger podcast how are you Rich? I'm very well Danny thanks for having me. No worries good to have you on good to have you on there a lot to go through as I say <laughs> um, back in to this time we've got um, start with last season I think it's probably the best t- place to start winning five of the last six games to get that playoff spot joined us in the playoff semifinals. won the first leg 2-1 against Port Vale uh, Vale then win the second 1-0 in 90 minutes before uh, going on to win on penalties first of all were you there
0: no i had a ticket but i couldn't i couldn't make it work so i had to give my ticket away unfortunately so i was i was gutted to not go but also delighted to have missed it in full measure given how it how it played out
1: yeah, where were you? were you? in front of Sky at that point, or we you, did you have to work or anything?
0: No, I was in the. Uh, I was I was listening um, for that one. I wasn't watching it. I get too nervous watching Swindon on TV. And in, in oh, the really? in the COVID era when it was all on iFollow, I, I got much better at it. But I'm I just I'm fine in the ground, but outside I'm a wreck. What is it? Is that just a feeling of helplessness? Just not. Yeah, to I it. think so. I think that's it, isn't it? Not not being part of it, yeah, I think that's
1: it. So what's the, what's that like? Um, listening to, it? Um, I'm guessing it's local radio, was it that's that's describing the action? You two went up against Portville. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they scored. What's it like when they scored? Do you do you then think it's going it's going the other way completely, and they're going to win in win the whole tie in ninety minutes? Or
0: well. Do, <laughs> We were good away from home last season. That's not to say we're not good away from home this year, but one of one of the things that really stood out for us is how better how much better we were away. They they seemed to be far more relaxed, far more confident. And Harry McCurdy at one stage did cite like the the home crowds not being as, as fun to play for than the away end was. Um and I think that was a major thing. So when we went one behind in the second leg, I kind of felt confident that we would at least get one. So 1-1 one, one would have been enough, but it just didn't happen. We choked, ultimately. Uh, fair play to Port Vale. They they had a great old time um, because it turned into a very toxic narrative um, in the build-up and during and after that game. And, you know, it's a great moment for them. But we we ultimately choked on on the on the second leg we just we just didn't play as good as we had done, especially in in the month that 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 was built up to that game
1: mm. what did you make of the all the pitch invasion the controversy around all of that stuff at the end it's it's, it's not it's not easy is it when you've when you've just lost it anyway so the emotions are running high but for them that to happen as well is what, what did you make of it all? Well,
0: pitch invasions are fine. You can show your, your joy. Just don't try and lamp footballers, <laughs> you know? Um, I think McCurdy said in like a, in, in on social media, though, know, you can, you can chant names at me, you can, you can taunt me, but you don't, you know, throw stuff and, you know, attack him and players, which is what happened. And I think, it, it lingered for longer than it should have with Swindon fans because it didn't feel like uh, they the, the, the police were, were acting as quick as they could be. Because I think many Swindon fans didn't want those who committed crimes, frankly, that night to go to Wembley. I think that was, you know, <laughs> I think that was one of the things. Obviously, we want a stronger punishment. But the fact that a lot of them got to Wembley and then got caught um was was kind of a weird sort of uh niggling issue but you know it, it it was immediately after something that happened in the Premier League and it just felt like a bit of copycat behavior by by supporters who were giddy over what was quite a dramatic conclusion to to a season by Wembley so you know I'm not going to say you know pitch invasion shouldn't happen but you know i've i've i've, ne- I've never been i've never done a pitch invasion i've been at many games where there has but i kind of stay in my seats and I can't be bothered. Be, <laughs> yeah, to, I think I've got to that just, point as well now. You get to a certain age you just yeah, like oh yeah I just, yeah, just, just like watch a it for it. yeah, it's just a long way down like there. It's a long way down. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even that far down but it just seems a a big old faff and I don't do it but uh, but I'm certainly not against it and um and yeah it just got a little weird just got a little weird mm. that one. So
1: you get to the summer Bengana leaves to join Charlton
0: how big a surprise was that? Mm, Big Um, you know we kind of get always get suckered in don't we football fans we always hear hear the term project long haul Ben Garner was singing for a supper really in terms of management or being a head coach after what happened at Bristol Rovers um, which wasn't very good so to come and get the opportunity at Swindon and also do very well you kind of want them to build on that don't you and then within days of the Port Vale loss, it was being rumoured that he was off to Charlton, which is what happened. It took ages, um, but it was it was a surprise and it's been quite fun since Swindon have improved over the last couple of weeks. Swindon fans really getting at Ben Garner, um, who's not doing so well at Charlton at the moment. I, I don't subscribe to that. He's gone. He went to a bigger club. Do you, Do you want them to stick around? Of course you do, but you know you don't get teams like Charlotte Fleck come especially when you're Londoner um come and come in for you um so i wasn't too bothered and a lot of fans have quite cloudy memories because he did very well for us last year he wasn't the, he wasn't a talker he didn't really like talking to the fans um but he 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 made up for that by you know making us very happy with with many performances last year yeah it's one of them and it, you you just
1: can't at this level stop someone like that the same with us when chris wilder left when we'd just gone up pretty much the same a couple of days after we'd won the league with us but it's gone to sheffield united his hometown club I and mean, who are we to stop him to do that it's just and the size of the club that we are you just sometimes have to say fair enough on you go let's move on don't you it's it's one of them
0: yeah yeah and that's not to say you know i'm I'm a hundred percent behind with what Garner did. I just don't blame him um it was tremendously disappointing, and we had to start again, and we had to rebuild again and it did create a lot of uncertainty and not concern, but a lot of fans going back to square one really and and yeah sunrise sunset it's no different than football is it you sign someone on a two-year contract you expect them to leave after a year if they're good and um it's no different with management
1: yeah um player big departure obviously we've mentioned him already uh can't move on without mentioning harry mccurdy leaving for Hibbs. firstly were you we surprised that the type of club he left you for or and how big of a blow has it been to
0: lose him and lose that character around the club yeah, I'm probably in the 1% that wasn't a huge Harry McCurdy fan. It never okay. really was, which is which is a bit stupid because he he was brilliant for us last year. I just couldn't connect with him. Like We've had centre forwards do similar jobs and I've been head over hills for them. But there's just something about Harry McCurdy that wound me up. Um, <laughs> but he was tremendous. And obviously you saw what he did at the county ground last year um, against Northampton. He's, he was a huge loss. On the pitch. I don't think he's a huge loss out, off the pitch. From everything I hear, whether that's true or not, I lean towards that. He was quite difficult to work with. Um, he's a complex character. Um, and I'll, I'll say no more than that. I don't think he's a, a nasty guy, but he's a guy that knows what he wants and what he wants to do. Is Hibbs a surprise? No, because I think Hibbs were mentioned a lot over the summer. He was really wanting a move to Hibbs or Luton. I think it was Luton who he was really hoping for. I don't think Luton were at any point interested. And then at some point, it felt a little panicky by Hibs. Uh, maybe their options elsewhere um, didn't come to fruition. But it's a great opportunity for him. I mean, if if, <laughs> if he's anything like he was at Swindon, Hibs fans will love him. And he's going to wind Hearts fans and Glaswegian fans up to the point of... Um, scotland's melting i imagine he's he's quite he's quite a character so <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying something it? but yeah
1: it's, I mean, it's interesting to hear firstly that luton were interested in him because obviously they've let danny hilton who's go to us yeah so they're probably looking they're in the market for they're in, in the market for a um a shithouse striker attacker yeah um, what you say hips were always in for him is there some sort of link there
0: that he, no that i think i was? think I I suspect his agent did a lot of work over the last he was never going to stick around but because of his reputation it seemed like it was going to happen he was never going to stay beyond this season had he had he not found a new club and he probably would have gone in January too but I think his uh his agent did a lot of work um in the months building up to deadline day and he was going to take whatever um, come his way a lot of his sort of pals left over the summer um, the the major one was Jack Payne if Jack Payne stays instead of going to guess where Charlton then um, then it might have been a different story but he did leave and then as soon as he left I kind of felt that McCurdy would follow what has the
1: squad and the team felt like without McCurdy so far
0: yeah, it's, it's kind of gone back to normal, really. A quiet, a quiet club that that just gets on with it. Um, and McCurdy wasn't particularly disruptive. He just had an opinion, and he wound up a lot of fans at all levels, which was what was weird with his social media content. But now that's gone. It's kind of business as usual again, which isn't a bad thing. It's a it's a young squad, a squad of players that are. Uh, really, looking to establish themselves as professional footballers, and you don't want those sort of distractions. So I think so far in the couple of games that have happened since he's gone, it's been a broadly positive reaction and atmosphere uh, amongst the squad.
1: Mm-hmm. So Scott Lindsay comes in. Mm. He was Garner's assistant last season. Good move, do you think to have that continuity?
0: Oh, I don't know, and it's 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 beginning to look like it was we're in we're in the stage of the season where it looks like it was a right decision about two weeks ago. It looked like it was a wrong decision, Um, and I'm sure that will to and fro uh, a few more times before we know how this goes. I honestly feel that they went all in on other coaches, um, namely ones from the under twenty one circuit that. Felt like it was always the goal. All the managers that were being linked to Swindon were under twenty-one managers, and then suddenly they say we're not leaving. We're going to leave no stone unturned, and then they they appoint the assistant manager, the assistant head coach, which felt like they'd run out of options. That might not be true, but that's what it felt like. Especially when you you spend weeks and weeks and weeks without a head coach, and then they just go with the assistant. Just it feels like. It feels like um they they'd run out of ideas. But in fairness, the new sporting director came in um during that time, Sandra D. Michele who is very, very English sounding, not as a, <laughs> not as exciting as his name may suggest. Um and he came in, said he had a chat with Lindsay, felt you know, the vibe was good and he went with him. Um Lindsay is raw. He's got lots of experience in, in coaching, but in terms of being the number one, he kind of shows his emotions too much. Like when we don't get the right result, he, he kind of sulks in post-match. He feels it, which is, you know, can be good, but it can also be negative. Um, but when we win, wow, well, he's he's one of those real chest-thumping sort of uh, coaches that, that enjoys every second of it. And why not right now? Because we've won three in a row and... He was being booed, sixty minutes into a game against Sutton, uh, with chance of you don't know what you're doing, and we won in the last minute, and it's all changed since then. So it's it's a it's a fickle old world, isn't it? Football. Yeah, hundred percent, it is.
1: Um, go back slightly, the pre-season. You don't take a lot of results. Um, you just take them with a pinch of salt a lot of the time. You have, it, but it wasn't particularly great for you in pre-season. You then come into the season and lose 3-0 at Harrogate, all due respect to them, on the opening day. (laughs) And with the new manager, with with everything that's gone on behind the scenes, did
0: you start to worry at that point, even though it was one game in? It's hard not to, isn't it? You try not to. You try so hard to remind yourself it's a 46-game season. Um, But our first three games, if you include uh, the League Cup loss at Walsall, were three... Scoreless games, um, a, a draw against Salford, which we were we 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 struggled, um, but we held on. Salford should have won. McCurdy got sent off, um, and we were toothless at Walsall in the cup, and we were terrible at Harrogate. So it's it's hard not to come to those conclusions. Um, we weren't very good. We didn't look like scoring at any point. And then things started to move. It's all been about baby steps so far this season. Just seen very mild improvement um, in almost every game. We haven't played a complete 90 minutes yet. We've been very good for 45. We've been very good in spells, but we haven't had a perfect um, 90 so far. And that's what we're looking up to. But after the last three games, considering we've, we've not lost in the league since the opening day of the season, there's just been a lot of draws in there. Some of those draws we could have won. Most, well, not most, but some of those draws we certainly could have lost. Um, we are just beginning. To, it feels like we're we're ramping up a little bit, um, but it, it's so hard to tell. And Northampton will be a good uh, indicator depending on how we do on Saturday. Yeah. So, you,
1: so you go on to to draw f- five of the next six. I think it is. But like I say, uh, some of them actually you draw nil nil with Salford with ten men. Looking back on it, probably not such a bad result. At the moment, draw with Orient. Not a lot of people are even drawing with Orient at the minute. You go to Carlisle and get a draw. That's a fairly standard result. Drew with Stockport away. That's not a too bad a result. So if you look at them, sort of, if you scatter them across the season, it's not actually too bad a results wise. Uh, you got a three 0 win over Rochdale in there as well. But was it a case of you could see the little little chinks of of stuff going on in there, or, or were you kind of scraping some of them draws?
0: No, I mean, I could, I could. It's quite. In my opinion, it, it's not clear, it is clear cut how those games went. Salford, we should have lost. But Salf- Salford were great in the first half. Then we went down to ten men, and weirdly, they seemed afraid to lose. So it that could be down to Lindsay's tactics of defending the the nil-nil, but it just they just simmered down a little bit. We should have lost that game. Carla 1-1, that was a one-one draw all day long. Um, neither team deserved to win that. Orient, they should have beat us. And we're the only team to have taken points from them or a point from them this season. Um, Stockport, we were 1-0 up. They went down to 10 men with about 10 minutes to go and we conceded. We should have won that. Ginningham, they went down to 10 men after 10 minutes. We should win those games. Um, So I think after Ginningham, that was a big moment because that's when things felt like they were going to just... We were just going to have this season of bobbing along, and then the big, the big goal at the end at Sutton um, changed everything so far. But I talk about it like it was months ago. That was only <laughs> September thirteenth, so it's a, you know, anything can happen really. And it's a such a horrifically long October fixtures wise. Um, if we're if we're if we're still. Improving throughout October, then we're going to have a very good season, I imagine.
1: Yeah. It's funny how the moments can just change seasons, though, it, in terms Huge. of belief. And like especially when you're on a run of draws, when you're on a run of, like, psychologically,
0: it comes into the head, doesn't it, a little bit? I have to say, the, the reaction from Swindon fans during that game against Sutton was completely premature. Um, the, the chance of you don't know what you're doing. And it wasn't for the player they were bringing on. It was because it was a like-for-like substitution where the Swindon fans wanted to go to up front. Um, but instead they took off a centre forward and brought on a centre forward. The person they brought on scored in the last minute. So it was a it was a great moment for Scott Lindsay, who did turn to the crowd at one point and well to one fan in the crowd anyway, and enjoy that moment um quite a lot. Um and the booing that happened in the 60th minute was huge. If that goal doesn't go in and that finishes a draw, with the owner in town at the moment, that that could have been the end. I don't think it would have been. Like I said, I think it was premature. But people make silly, or rash decisions, don't they? Based on the feeling of the crowd, you know, numbers are down a little bit this season in comparison to last season. You know, if 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 there's a feeling that we're spiraling, then some owners like to act quickly. I don't think our owner would have, but it, it's a huge moment—the the change of atmosphere that the the owner would have seen from the last home game he saw against Port Vale compared to the 60th minute against Sutton just a few months later would have been significant. But yeah, it's just, it, I, it will be the turning point. If we have a good season, that will be considered the turning point. That um, that that those that last minute goal by Jake Wakeling.
1: Mm. Um, big month for you as well. you got four next five oh, at home. So many. Um, yeah. yeah, so four out of four five at home coming up. Uh, starting with the Cobblers on Saturday you've had some good good wins on the road Doncaster and Grimsby won by the odd goal not easy place to go to um, but important to get over the line in both of them it looks like
0: yeah uh, it's for the cynical fans it's kind of like yeah well we got Doncaster next week away and then we win it and you're like oh okay Oh, but they—they're going through a tough time at the moment. So that's the only reason why we beat Doncaster, Grimsby. That—that'll be—that'll be a tough one. They've not lost since the first game of the season either. We beat them, and we go down to ten men for half hour. Oh well, mm. Northampton—they're—they're—you know, North. Can we do this at our own ground, Northampton? They're—they're going to be—they're a big team, but, you know, they're doing really well. If we can, you know, we're probably not going to beat them. It's just—it's going that way at the moment, and slowly but surely, that those naysayers are are decreasing. Um, but there are people that will sit there with their arms folded, saying, "I knew he was the wrong, <laughs> I knew Lindsay wasn't the right guy." And it, 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 that that person will die on that hill if if he doesn't, if he stays until two years' time. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but I would definitely say that the noises are. Everyone wants Swindon to do well. It's just that Scott Lindsay was a, a, not a glamorous appointment. Um, we have to get used to that. I think Swindon fans have been spoiled, especially my generation and the generation before me, who had Ozzy Ardiles, uh, Lou Macari, Glenn Hoddle. Um, mm-hmm. So once, when, if you've experienced that euphoria, and of course we had Paolo De Canio ten years ago too, um, and then you're appointing someone whose previous club as a manager was Chatham, um, it, it, it's hard for some fans to to, to take that. Um, There's definitely reservations over him, um, but these two wins, they were good wins. They were solid wins. People left the Grimsby game really, really happy. One, with how dominant we were in the first half, and two, how we dug in, as they say, in the second half to ensure that we got three points.
1: Yeah, not an easy place to go at all. Grimsby went there, first away game of the season. The atmosphere, obviously, would have just come up. Not an easy place any time to go there but when they've just been promoted to to go there and win is is pretty impressive 10 of those 11 players who started I was reading that they weren't at the club last season does that make yeah does that make you pretty confident because of how quickly they've gelled together
0: um they're still gelling um but yes it's kind of the thing that I've been saying and a lot of fans have been saying so I'm not going to claim that it's it's my hot take that nobody (laughs) else had um was that we were kind of having the season we sort of thought we would have last year. So when it all went terribly wrong with the ownership and then terribly right with the, or fantastically right with the ownership, um, we were on our knees and we were bringing in players um, very, very late into the, the transfer window. And we expected it to be a rough ride and just to hope for the best and not go, get relegated. And that was genuine. That wasn't sort of... That there was no way we could have comprehended how decent, not perfect, because we didn't go up, but how competitive we would be from the off. And this season, because of the draws, it's given that feeling of, if this was this time last year, everyone would be really happy. But now, because the expectancy is to build on last season, you, dropping points just makes life more difficult further down the line. So we are, we are we are expectant and we are wanting to build on that. And the squad have done very, very well. So many new players. Um, I don't even think they wanted as many players as we brought in, in the end. Um, maybe the poor form or the, the, I should say the lack of wins in August forced the issue a little bit. I don't know, but um some are doing really well, some not so. It's it's a usual mixed bag, but the standard of players and the logic behind most of the signings are very, very sound. And we do have players that, that will have great careers. Mm. And difference in your loans as well, only four,
1: I think, this mm. time out with one of them's an option to buy in, Luke Jeffcott. Um- nine
0: last season think it was how <laughs> yeah. how much of a difference is that making do you think is I th- and how important is that i think they were stung a little bit by last season so we are historically a team that relies on our five loans uh, like most teams in in league one or league two i would say without having the science behind that and the data behind that i would say most people like their their five loans and we have certainly one of those but last season we lost all of our loans um in in january and we had to bring in more loans because of how well they were doing. So we had Tyree Simpson, who's now recently joined Huddersfield. We got we had Kane Kessler Hayden, who's now at, on loan at H- Huddersfield, who played so well against Man City that Gerard called him back and sent him to MK Dons. We had Louis Barry, who used to be in the Barcelona setup, you know, and and they all got called back as did Romany Critchlow and Alex Gilbert, Alex Gilbert for, you know, reasons that he wasn't playing because he wasn't as good as we wanted him to be, but they all went off and either joined other teams on loan at a higher level or they were around the first team. And that was frustrating. And that kind of derailed us for a little bit. We, we did well to bring in the players that we did, which included Barry. Sorry, he was the second half of the season um, signing, um, but that's not the way to be, is it? You know, it's you, you, you you sign people on season longs and now they go in january it's i get the rule because if they're not playing then you don't want them sort of rotting away in league 2 on the bench but if they're playing if they play a certain amount of games then i don't think the team should have a right to recall their players which sounds completely stupid doesn't it but um no no completely in, yeah completely in the same boat as you um yeah don't and, commit to the loan uh the season long if you're gonna if you're gonna recall them because they're good yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> take them back if they're struggling and send them off to another team but you know either that or just say six month loan with a review but when the season longs it's very frustrating it, it is a it is a and we get a lot of stick for being overly reliant on loans. A few away fans, a few opposition fans last year were calling out Swindon for, for cheating because we had loan players, which, you know, we've been accused of a lot of things historically <laughs> and we've been guilty of things historically, but um, playing the market exactly how, it, <laughs> how it's allowed to be is not cheating. I mean, what do you think can be done about
1: that? Because we had uh, similar issues with Keon Atete with Spurs last year. January scored a fair few goals in the first half of the season Spurs called him back do you think it's a simple case of just put something in the contract say if they play a certain amount of games in the first half of the season you
0: can't recall them in January do you think that can yeah. be done? It's, it's, it's tough because like I said they they belong to their parent club so their parent club should have absolute say but it's not just a hi Tottenham Hotspur can we have one of your players yeah sure have this guy like it was up until about the, the the 2010s um you know Andy King would always get as great players in the in the 2000s because his mate worked at the other club you know and now now it's an art you know they have people that what they were only send their players to clubs that play a certain way and and of course will play them and I just think you can't have a season on lo- a season long loan if it's not going to be a season long loan because league 2 and league 1 clubs have to prepare for that and a one month window isn't isn't enough to guarantee success in that in that. We were very lucky last year. We pretty much nailed it. The only thing that held us back in the second half season loans were injuries. Tomlinson and uh, and Cooper from Swansea, Tomlinson from Peterborough both got injured and in that that was huge in the it turned out but uh, i don't know it's it, I, I guess people will be just saying well don't rely on loans which is fine but the way the market is we kind of are aren't we and if we're not relying on loans we're getting players in for one year and which is no different you know we're going to lose them if they do well um unless we have options on them and even then we'll cash in if need be it's it's it's, it's a it's a, it's a probably a broken market and I'm not clever enough to find a solution. <laughs> uh,
1: let's move on to players then. Um, one of the people, one of the guys you have got on loan, Sol Brin, yeah. in goal. Scott Lindsay's has come out and called himself called him a hero for what he's done recently, recent performances <laughs> um, in goal. He's on loan for Middlesbrough. Started out a little bit shakily, um, but the manager's come out, defended him, Seems to have gone from strength to strength, including the a decent performance at the weekend against Grimsby.
0: Danny, I applaud your research. So you've <laughs> got, you've you've obviously got a good vibe for for these players. No, Solbrin's an interesting one. Um, Solbrin was fine. He made a mistake in pre season. He wasn't great on his debut, but who was against Harrogate? And he has been broadly fine since pre season. You know, it's just that there was a section of the Swindon fan base that were weirdly obsessed with Lewis Ward, who was, <laughs> okay. Right. All big and, ones. Yeah. and yeah, Lewis Ward, <laughs> um, had a very good tail end of the season. Um, he was not as good as the player who he was covering, which was Joe Wallacott. Who's gone to guess who Charlton. Um, and when he came in, he did his job very, very well. And he deserved the praise that he got. And if I'm honest, he probably deserved to start the season as number one, based on that, but he wasn't the perfect goalkeeper by any stretch of the imagination. I wasn't a huge fan, as you can probably tell, but there was this weird thing with the fans and there was, a, there was a, on the first home game, there was a bit of a ding-dong before the game, very, very mild, between the goalkeeper coach, D. Mildenhall, and I think people in the town end. Now, whether it's related to that or not, after the game, Mildenhall would discover his car had been keyed. And we don't know what the reasons for that is. It could have nothing to do with it. But there there was a section of the fan base that really didn't want Solbrin to do well. The reality is he's a very capable goalkeeper. Sure, he might now have two efforts go under his legs against Northampton, but he's kept us in the game several times this season. And if, if the stipulation of his loan from Middlesbrough was that he has to play, then it's so far being justified. And that's all I care about. Yeah, fair
1: enough. So you, you think um, probably not as big a hero as Scotland's is called him is is that your manager's hyper bowl again? For, like you said, he get he gets really up for with
0: with wins. Is that yeah? They they love doing the old boxing raise of the arm and point sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darcy did that to Lindsay, one of our players. Actually, did when we won our first game of the season against Rochdale. Darcy, I think, sort of raised his hand like he just won a boxing match. <laughs> too. So it's, they're they're really ramping up the the uh, hashtag passion mm-hmm. at the moment. They're making a point of of a lot of that, and it's been a quite a clever way of getting some of the uh, some of the gloomier noises silenced because i think a lot of people love hashtag passion even if the performances aren't good if people see like fist pumping after the game um that means they obviously love this club um it's a very easy thing to do i'm cynical what can i say Fair enough, Um,
1: Morgan Roberts as well. You signed, um, yeah. Obviously, came through our youth system. Has he got a lot of action yet so far?
0: No, barely any. He, um, he, he played in the. uh, Papa John's, I was going to say checker trade there. He played in the Papa John's, not great, but not terrible. He needs, he needs more minutes. He's come up from Bambury and that's, that's going to be a bit of a climate shock for him, isn't it? Um, but um, a lot of people are excited by him. So he'll play against Bristol Rovers in a couple of weeks in the, in the last game of the, of the Papa John's. He might get some minutes um, before that, but it won't be starts unless there's injuries. Um, he, it's one of those ones where nobody knew that was happening. You know, when the rumor mill tends mm-hmm. to know and then suddenly on the last day we've signed Morgan Roberts from Bambury. Cool. Okay. Let's see how he does. <laughs> they, obviously he's, he's impressed them at some point and we'll see. I, I imagine he's long-term as opposed to um, this season.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, other end of the scale,
0: Johnny Williams still going strong. <laughs> Johnny Williams, man, it's he's, he's really interesting, isn't it? Because he is very much like a, what are you doing at this level? But at the same time, his it's because of his fitness record. Yet we're going to really miss him when he goes to the World Cup in, in in a month or so's time. And he almost certainly will because he's a part of that, I guess, that Gareth Bale clique, isn't he? Um, so Johnny Williams, when he signed, kind of blew us away a little bit because I know he's not like world class superstar, but he's a name, and he's a young name. He's not like a thirty four year old who's rocking up. He's in his late twenties, and he's very he good. Really? Yeah, I, 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 I
1: just had him down as like mid thirties at the minute. Yeah, no, close. he's
0: he's he's still at a time of his career where he should be playing at a higher level. He came down from the championship. Um, And in the first season it didn't, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't the superstar that I think we wanted him or expected him to be. But that is not to say he wasn't bad. Um, He was, he was pretty good, but not the superstar this year. I'm beginning to see signs that he will be the difference from time to time for Swindon, um, which is great. And he'll be missed when he goes to Qatar, if he's called up and I'll be, Shocked considering he's been in every Wales squad since the dawn of time. Um, I'll be shocked unless he's injured that he doesn't go. Mm. Is that a weird thing to be saying? Like, who was the last Swindon player to play in a World Cup? Um, it would well, Mas went but didn't play, right? Uh, which was an absolute scandal. And um, the last one was um, Jan Fiortoft who right, went yep, to USA yeah. 94 and uh-huh. did play. And before that, we had Alan McLaughlin go with the Ireland um team in 1990. Nice.
1: Um, Another player who caught the eye when he signed it, Luke Jeffcott. Seems like a really solid sign-in for you from Plymouth. Um, I mentioned it earlier, option to buy him next summer. How's he doing so far?
0: Yeah, all right. I I've been. I was really, really happy with this sign-in. This was the signing I was looking for. Not necessarily the name, but the sort of player, um, because we, we are short of attacking options and... We all you will know about Jeff Cott. We know about Jeff Cott when he when he came back from loan with Truro or whatever and then started scoring loads of goals for, for Plymouth and then he had a great second season with them. And things have just gone off the boil a little bit for him down in Devon. They've got they're having a terrific time. And maybe maybe, you know, he's reached he's gone as far as he can go. Um, he was lacking fitness when he arrived and he's been playing games like 60 minutes 70 minutes but he's been showing glimpses of his potential and he scored against Grimsby which was a great thing because you know what it's like with centre forwards the longer they don't score the sort more more worrying it gets and the more likely they're going to get dropped when maybe they shouldn't be Um, so him scoring last weekend was in my my opinion really really big um, and he's thoroughly deserved it it's a great signing no one can deny that. It's just, he's one of these people that are like early 20s, but he's got like the look of someone who's much older. Um, <laughs> I, d- I think that d- probably doesn't bode well for him in his post-game <laughs> career. But um, yeah, I've, I've been really happy with him. He to see, I'd like to see a few more goals, but that'll come. Yeah, hopefully not on Saturday, but you can do it after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyone else we should be fearing from you guys? Um, well, I mean... <sighs> I mean Jake, Jacob Wakling has been really impressive since he came in. He he felt like a he felt like a, a a wild card signing. He he didn't get many minutes on loan at Barrow. He he was quite prolific for Leicester in the under-21s, and before that he was in non-league, having been with West Brom as a as a kid. Um and I think he has impressed both centrally and on the wing. I think the wing is where he'll end up. And he has propped up our season early on. So if we do well, no matter what happens to Wakeling for the rest of the season, his contribution in the first month or two will be will be will be considered quite significant um, because he scored that all important goal against. Certainly, scored the only goal against. Don He scored our first goal of the season when it looked like we would never score again. Um, so he's done he's done really well there. So it, it'd be interesting to see how he gets. Gets on against you lot because um, you've got some very good defenders. Um, so, so yeah, uh, there's there's players we like. I think uh, Ben Gladwin, who's a, a veteran player of ours, he's having a great season um, and he's pulling the strings a little bit more. Um, he's one of these players that some fans refuse to like. Um, they, he's got a very languid style and he he can lose the occasional ball, but he his positives outweigh his negatives. Especially this season, so much. Before we do predictions, uh,
1: we'll get to that in a second. Uh, where should we be going as Cobblers fans to eat and drink before the game?
0: Oh, I in don't Swindon. know. Yeah. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> it's, we come to your for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Swindonian. I'm a, I'm a proud Wiltshireman, but I'm not Excellent. from Swindon. Okay. So, and I'm based in Bristol. So, I, I mean, it's isn't the it Merlin? Isn't that the one where you all go to? Um, for, yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. a, a, a terrible pie and chips, but it, it's a um, home and away fan pub. So it's normally the Merlin, um, I would say that you go to, but it's not one for away pubs, is it? And uh, I, I don't <laughs> no, think, but it's definitely crazy. the Merlin is is one where you won't be told to go elsewhere. <laughs> but you will have to endure. I think it's, um, uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a chain pub, isn't it? So it's uh, Green King, I think. So okay. you know, yeah. you get what you pay for. Oh, absolutely 100 i don't think it
1: matters too much in a way data does it is it's all good um reminder to everyone before we do predictions again all ticket uh this game oh is it apparently for us at least oh. so we have been um given 818 reserved tickets so buy your tickets before the game if you're planning on going before the day sorry and uh yeah, get the tickets in early hopefully we i'm not sure why do you know what we? What, oh
0: or... uh, everything's usually policing um, they, they, we couldn't possibly cope with with <laughs> any more. You know the reputation Swindon and Northampton fans have. Yeah, <laughs> that long history of yeah. of, uh, of
1: brutal games we've had you with know, each other. That's...
0: People wanting a chan um, traitor to Akinodomeo, I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> That's, that must be what it is. To be fair,
1: <laughs> it's got to be Colin Calderwood. Just causes too much trouble. Oh um, no, Colin
0: Calderwood is. could do no wrong at Swindon Town. <laughs>
1: My hero good stuff
0: um predictions then uh, um well for this one? I will be telling everyone that Swindon will win not because I'm super co- confident it's because that's what I've been doing in recent w- recent weeks and then I saw how many goals you've been scoring um and your record which yeah you've lost in the league more recent than us but oh you're having a good time aren't you um a lovely old time here eh? Sam Hoskins mainly. is having a lot of well, yeah. time. Yeah, and and that is something that feels like hasn't been said throughout his career very no, often. No, not at all. It's it's <laughs> just his, it's his first season where he's
1: properly really going for it. So yeah, fair
0: good fair. for him. Um, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't do anything. Blah blah blah. I'm going to say two two. Um, you guys score goals. Will our form will be enough to get some goals? And hopefully we score the final equaliser, and then I'll leave happy. But two two, I'm going for.
1: Cool. I, I think I, I, was, I had a drawdown as well for this, and I, I think I'd be really happy coming away from from you guys with a
0: draw. If it's anything like last season, it'll be insane. No, that, let's I mean, not do that. <laughs> last season was so <laughs> unlikely. Bad memories of last season. Let's that was not ridiculous, there. wasn't it? Everything <laughs> that everything McCurdy did that day just just happened, didn't it? It was it was nuts. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a five two game. no it was weird wasn't it it was it was literally
1: one of them where everything was just going in and like we made a couple of mistakes but I don't it
0: was a definitely an outlier for us in 10 minutes after the second half wasn't it where it just like it was it was really really odd um I had a great time but um (laughs) but yeah I'm I'm 2-2 I would say um I, I look at Guthrie with envious eyes because you know my 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 ITK um, seems to suggest that he was Swindon bound until we we plummeted into the ocean um, last summer. I think he had agreed to join Swindon. He's a Wiltshire boy, um, and then it fell through because everybody left the club. So- Pop up with a winner then, Guthers.
1: Um, but yeah, we don't want any repeater last season, so let's let's not go there anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah thanks so much for joining us Rich it's it's been a pleasure talking to you where can we find you on social media
0: Oh all over the place so um the the twitter handle is at love stranger singular we are the love strangers but twitter didn't allow that many letters so it was love stranger <laughs> and then the podcast itself is on all, in all as they say the usual places
1: Excellent thanks so much for coming on and, and joining us uh hopefully you have a good day too good. Um, uh, what would be, would be. There we go, exactly. <laughs> next week, we'll be talking to a Salford fan. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back in your ears uh, on the Tuesday as we look back on this one and look ahead to next weekend. We'll see you then.
0: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky lands sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.